0: This episode of Fight Stories is brought to you by the fine folks over at Absolute Nature CBD. For the best in all natural CBD oil and CBD oil products, go to absolutenature.com. Plug in the promo code Goon Squad, save yourself a little 20%. But guess what, it's Christmas. The Sunshine Boys and the fine folks over at Absolute Nature CBD want to share the love. So we're giving away some CBD oil and CBD oil products. All you have to do to win is share your favorite episode from season two of Fight Stories. Tag us, tag Absolute Nature CBD.com, and use the hashtag Fight Stories Christmas Giveaway. And you guys could win the 30 milliliter, 1000 milligram CBD oil bottle. Let's see, $99 value. The CBD oil soft gels. That's a $90 value. And. Or I should say or the CBD oil salve, which is a $70 value. And if you (laughs) if you retweet and share the most between now and December 24th, we'll send y'all three. Merry Christmas from Fight Stories, the good people over at Absolute Nature CBD and Noodles
1: all right hey everyone you're listening to another episode of fight stories this is tyler morrison i'm in the studio with a few very special guests um we also have uh, my co-host john moses has called in from new jersey uh he's risking the long distance minutes because this one is absolutely going to be worth it i'm here right now With the man, the legend... Goldie Goldthorpe and Liam McGuire who just wrote the book The Real Ogie The Life and Legend of Goldie Goldthorpe and we have a copy right here um, oh my this is a a huge opportunity for us as a podcast to have a guy on that uh, you know what not a lot of people you know knew the full story and now it's available in a book and you're going to be telling us some cool stories on the podcast we can't wait uh, to hear more about it thanks so much for being here
2: Goldie uh, thanks and, for coming and Liam for uh, bringing us in again.
1: yeah yeah so we got uh, you're you, I mean, basically, on this, we just talk, tell stories and, uh, t- you know, we want to talk about your life and where it all got started. Two years ago, you are saying, Liam, that yep. you.
3: Yeah. I, uh, Goldie was a guest on my radio show, sitting so <laughs> around, a, a phoner, much like John's on right now. Yeah. And, yeah. uh,. We, uh, we had a, just a fantastic interview with him. Uh, was my contract was winding down in Ottawa with Rogers, end of a four-year deal, and he was one of the, actually one of the last guests I had on uh, in the last few months of my show. It was so compelling, and uh, I, I gave him a call after the show because I knew he was heading to Kingston to uh, do a promotion for the Kingston Frontenacs a junior A team yep. through Larry Mavity, a former teammate of his and longtime uh, member of the OHA, OHL. As a coach and general manager and president and whatnot, and good friend of Goldie's, and I went down, spent the weekend with them, and we just had a great time. Doug Gilmore was there, and a bunch of other former pros that live in the area that were friends of Goldie's as well. We just had a fabulous time, and talked about a book on on the Sunday when I was leaving, and uh, very organically, just shook hands on, on at that point, decided to see if I could make it work, and it took a while to get a deal, and none of the big boys wanted to touch it. Uh, you know, I'm just going to be honest here. What they told me is that uh, if you've got a pro athlete, especially a hockey player, writing a book today, if he wasn't either sexually abused or he's got mental illness or I depression, <laughs> 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 but he doesn't though, and that's the thing. I said, "Is that your guy?" I said, "No, that's not my guy." Yep. So we ended up going with Burnstown Publishing and uh, who did my first book in '94. And awesome. you've got the finished product in front of you there, Tyler.
1: Well, that's the main thing, right? Getting the story out there because I mean, there isn't many stories that uh, haven't been covered. By the you know the mainstream like I mean there's still so many things that like you you'd hear the you know the the rumblings about what happened back in the day, um, but it wasn't really out there for people to consume and I think that that's important to get these these awesome stories.
4: I I don't think very many people. I mean, Flash Shot's such a legendary movie. I don't think very many people realize that Okie Oglethorpe is based on a real person. And then when you start, I just watched. I read what I could online and then watched the trailer and I was like. Jesus Christ! This is so much more interesting than just the flash of the character.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, um, you, I mean, goal. You played. You played what? Ten years pro, about?
2: Yeah, roughly ten years in the penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like in the hockey world, like everybody knew. From yes. The from the first day that movie came out, that was me. Yeah, yeah. But people fan wise. The, you know, a lot of people couldn't put it together. I had, mm-hmm. I, I said, go. Uh, my buddy just to tell these people to say, yeah, that's Goldie, that's Ogie Oglethorpe, and the guy would come up and say, are you Ogie? And I go, yeah. He said, no, you aren't. And I said, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that.
1: But, the, but the uh, the trademark signature afro that you're that you're rocking back in the yeah. '70s, and then if you watch the movie Slapshot, Ogie Oglethorpe, the character has the uh, the you know the signature hair.
3: Well, you got to be an idiot. Goldthorpe yeah, Oglethorpe, Yeah, yeah. Put I mean, two if, and two first together. First of all, just take I, it from the name. I, 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 Take it from the name. You're either a moron <laughs> if you cannot distinguish the fact that they took his name, mm-hmm. let alone that, uh, that that Ned Dowd, who played it, played Ogi in the movie, You know, had the look, and 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 even even the the play by play, the the introduction of him. Yeah. All that stuff is true. Yeah. All, all yeah. They used his reputation, his likeness, and his name, and didn't let him play the part.
1: Yeah. And so so the story behind that, um, Would you that mind part? Say, oh, yeah. yeah,
2: sure. Uh, we were playing in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and your buddy Paul Stewart there. <laughs> <where> <laughs> he is. He,
1: uh, th-
2: there was a there's a rockets. We had Cap Raiders, a goaltender, and he was thinking the building on, and the fans are on his back, and so he gets in with the fans, and so that goes in the crowd, and so I don't go in. I just sit back and watch. And this young kid was, all the fans were pulling at the players and grabbing and trying to get their sticks and sweaters and all that. And this one player let go of the stick. And there was a kid behind him, behind the, the fan pulling. And the stick went back and hit the kid in the eye. So maybe four or five guys on our team seen that that weren't in the brawl. Yep. And then all the guys that were in it didn't see it. So we going to the dressing room and Paul Stewart's just going off. And he's laughing. I had a Coke bottle in my hand. And so he's just like over here. Yeah. And I went to throw it on like this. And then my hand was all sweaty. Yeah. And just like where you are in that angle, Art Newman opens the door. There goes the Coke ball right over his head, smash.
1: And this is back in the 70s when yeah. they they're glass. And, yeah. And so that yeah. Art Newman is Paul Newman Thomas and Paul Yeah,
2: they were both at the hockey game.
1: And if, you, if just for the listeners who aren't familiar with Slapshot, Paul Newman played Reg Dunlop in Slapshot. So this is right before the movie is about yeah. to be well, cast.
2: Yeah, when they were telling guys on different teams they're going to be in the movie and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Art Newman got Coke all over his bald, bald head. <laughs> he had no hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So he didn't. No. He didn't like
2: that too much. And no, so, it, plus, it, he was overweight too. Eh? Oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah. he was you no. Know, you know, like the movie Slap Paul Newman made the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't for him. Like there was a lot of other actors who tried out for that part. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to do that part, and our, uh, Paul Newman was the last one to put his put his voice up, speak up. You yeah. got the job
1: Oh, that's crazy I mean, it's, a, it's such an interesting movie I mean, it captures that time period very well I think uh, based you, you could never make that movie uh, today not with no. how how raw it was, and and, and the hockey is not the no, same. No, so.
2: you don't have characters in hockey like you did back in those
1: days.
3: That's right. You couldn't make the movie, but it's interesting what they did with Goon, mm-hmm. and and that's an interesting tie into us. And not and this is more my thing, and Goldie and I have discussed this, you know, personally, privately, professionally, everything is that. Yep. You know, it, it's my intention to pursue this Goldie story as a movie. Oh, that would be great. One thousand oh. percent has a movie, and if you look at Goon, which is based on Doug Smith mm-hmm. and his play and his role, and you we know, we just
1: he, had him on too. Okay. We're, well yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go.
3: You yeah. know, so so I mean you couldn't make a slap shot per se. Maybe, you know, I wouldn't know I don't think so much because of the vulgarity and maybe the the continuous violence, perhaps, but then Goon kind of played on it and that's only a yeah. few years ago and they've made a sequel. So so there's there's and there that, that's that's a that's Magnolia Entertainment and Jay Baruchel and company who obviously thought yeah, there's yeah. an appetite for it. And not only that, but they obviously love it.
1: Well if you look so. at how the game's marketed still today, you watch the preview before the NHL game and they show all the old Clips of fights yeah. and stuff get everyone revved up, and then there's yeah. no fights in and the then game. There's no fights in the game, <laughs> but no. they still try and sell the game based on uh, well, the The, funny, the funniest there is is an the, the rivalry game what, they had know, on Wednesday night. Doing, was doing a PG movie? No, I don't think it was PG. Maybe PG thirteen. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think PG thirteen.
4: Thing. I disagree. I actually think a movie like this could get made, and there is an appetite for it. And you put in. All of the vulgarity and nudity, and I'm assuming there's going to be some. Time.
3: Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you, John. I'm saying this. This, this yeah. is going to get made. I'm, I love I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm saying that the, the Goldie story, by the way, is a whole lot more than just a guy who went on the ice and fought. It was a. His, his story is so much more than that. I think it will get made. I'm not saying right. it won't. I, I, I'm saying that to make another slap shot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Per se, mm-hmm. I, I just mean meant in terms of the, 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 the vulgarity of slap shot and the humor was much more. And the language was much more raw than I think. You know, soft people could take today, but I think—I mean—it would definitely stand out if you um, did it along the—you know—still. What do you think, old? I—I well,
2: don't know. I don't like to. If it happens, it happens. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. I, right? I hope it gets me. <laughs> I, I'd like to see it get me too, but I'm uh, pretty humble about that. So, so like, it's Liam's it's, idea. I, I,
4: I've got a red afro. When I grow it out, I would love to, to have
1: consideration to play you at some point. <laughs> <in the film. laughs> yeah, we, uh, you do have a good fro, John.
2: <laughs> there are some actors already contacted Liam for about playing the part.
1: Oh yeah. man, that'd be great. Yeah, who,
2: who was that guy last
1: Jeff night? Uh, Well, uh, Jeff Glover.
3: Okay, Jeff Glover is. So, uh, he, he lives in Chicago. He's been in. Um, and uh, MacGyver and uh, The Walking Dead, and uh, hey, and he he says uh, he says anytime they need a bald detective on a TV show they call him. <laughs> but if you saw his picture online, you'd probably recognize him. Yeah. And he's an avid avid hockey player. He plays in a men's league in Chicago. And and he he wanted a book like months before they were even ready. And and he has messaged me like three times. Oh, that's great. Let me know. I'm going to try and help you guys. And he's sending me agents' numbers and contact numbers in LA and everything. Phone this guy. Email this guy, and uh, anyway, so you know, the book just came out April 5th So we're touring and uh, having fun with it and and making some sales and hitting some bars with a few pints and meeting Mm -hmm. lots of people. And uh, look at last night. Here last night in in Toronto at 817 Sports Bar. Who rolls in? Uh, Darnell Nurse's uncle. Oh, nice. You know, came in. And Darnell Nurse, by 2019 standards, at least can throw him, you know, a little bit. Will play a tough role and just won a silver medal for Team Canada and played great. And, and, uh, you know, it's... uh, it's it's interesting how the world goes, but uh, we're having fun with this. Dar- Darnell fought
2: uh, Milan Lucic in his rookie year. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. And Milan's my buddy, so oh. I didn't like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think you told the uncle that last night, too, yeah. didn't you? In between yeah. Irish
1: whiskeys. That's <laughs> funny. Well, let's uh, let's get into that yeah, story so, a little bit. So, back, so when you start, you're from Hornpain, Ontario. Yeah, no, is- no, I
2: was born in Thunder Bay, but my dad worked on the railroad in Hornpain. Okay. So I went... I was since I was a baby. I went to, I grew up in Hornbeam.
1: Right on, and that's a, how big is that town? It's not very big, right? Like
2: when I lived there, it was eighteen hundred people. Oh wow! And I pounded half of them. so <laughs> It's down to about nine hundred and eighty people.
1: is all of And you start playing hockey at what age? Around eight years old. Eight years old. Okay, and so uh, obviously at eight years old, uh, you know, there's not it's not as violent of a game at no. eight, but when did you start I always uh, had
2: a bad temper when I was when I was that young though yeah play street hockey or minor hockey is always uh always playing a little more aggressive or mm-hmm. and so a lot of people told me you you're gonna be nothing you're you're just gonna be either in jail or or dead so I did the jail I
1: was half right. <laughs> I saw that you you had a tr- little there's like a trailer about the book and it said you were arrested 20 times before you were uh, 18. oh yeah uh, by 18. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah 50 times total approximately uh, or? <laughs>
2: well you gotta you think now I grew up in horn pain and every weekend yeah I was either in a in a fight or like yeah they put me in jail for sometimes we'd go sneak some beers drinking underage
1: yeah
2: and uh, bar fights after when I got old enough to go in the bars Mm-hmm. But uh, then I'd, we'd go to Hearst. But uh, funny in Horn Pain, everybody knew me and my cousin Michael Bernard, we were religious, right? We always went to church every Sunday. So they let me out. Church started at 11. They let me out at 9.30 Sunday morning to go to church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of jail to go to church. That's like my God's fix.
2: Yeah. Then ask for forgiveness and go do it the next week again.
4: <laughs> what was uh, you have? Uh, Tyler was
2: saying you got arrested for scrapping a teacher. Oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, was that your are, first one? Uh, my first fight, or the You're first first, up. or the first teacher I fought. No, no, <laughs> uh, I was in I was in high school. It was at Plywood High. We call it. it was a two year uh, two year, I don't know what a two year something anyway. <laughs> anyway, I didn't graduate from that, as you can tell.
4: <laughs> but uh,
2: but. Uh, uh, Butch Carroll, he was a good, he was our, my facet teacher. Me and him got along good. Sometimes uh, I had such a bad temper, they'd say to me, uh, okay, if you lose your temper, just walk out of the classroom, go to the gym. And So he'd be there waiting for me, and we'd play floor hockey, shooting at the net at each other. And then I got in a fight with this kid once, and, and he tried to break it up. And we're on uh, like a little step down three stairs. We're down on the main uh, main floor, and uh, he had an old corduroy jacket sports coat on. was model gray or whatever it was not i threw him and i tore it and he snapped on me I, he yelled at me so he said go to the office and so i go to the office and uh the, the principal says call your dad so i took the phone threw it through the window i said, <laughs> I said nobody home i couldn't get a hold of
4: him." <laughs> but, uh,
2: <laughs> but uh and then uh, when we were doing the book signing in thunder bay and who shows up Butch Carroll. Butch Carroll. Oh, Unbelievable. Yeah. Then yeah. he wasn't going to buy a book. He just wanted to come and see me. Oh wow. And say hi to me and tell me everything's good. And then I said, "Hey Butch, you know you're in the you're in the you're in the book." Then he bought the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: good. That's funny. It was like uh, it was like a Lion Tamer, like you know when uh, who was it, Who were those goofballs that got bit by Siegfried feet Roy? When one of them got bit by a tiger, was like eventually it was going to happen.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, Roy Horn got bit yeah. by the lion.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a tiger, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's. So, so you're just running wild on your hometown. And, it, like, it can barely probably contain you at this stage. Like, were people oh. afraid to go out because you are going to be there? Like, were people crossing the street or is it just.
2: Uh, no, like, uh, like I started fighting when I was, like, 14 years old, street fighting that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I started pushing weights back in those days. Yep. Back in, when we were young, me and my cousin. And then uh, you know, then I, I started with some judo a bit. Then my buddy, my my cousin Michael, he was a good athlete. He started, he put up a ring in his gym, in his garage, mm-hmm. at our aunt's garage, and uh, so we'd go there, train, learn, practice our boxing, and then. Uh, then it went from there. So we practice there. You have to go practice in the street, see if it works.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, I think that's what they train, teach you at the dojo. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, got, I got kicked out of horn pain. I had I had uh, some assault charges, and so the cops were so nervous that he asked the judge for uh, for to get bail. He said, "Don't let him back in town." So I had to go stay in a cottage.
1: Kicked right out of your own town. Yeah, that's insane. You're getting run out of and an you know, entire it's, town. You know, it's
2: funny they brought me back in about I don't know maybe. 10, 15 years ago to speak at the high school.
3: (laughs) The one that wouldn't
4: (laughs) let you in. Was that the first time you were back?
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I I remember I used to... uh, now, like, I have T-shirts and that I sell, and people in Horn Payne would buy them, and I'd say, yeah, uh, I pounded them, now I'm taking their money. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back for their lunch money. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's funny, uh, ever since we started doing this tour, the book, I had so many people from Horn Payne contact me and yeah. wish me all the best. That's great. Yeah, it's just, Unbelievable. just a lot of su- support, I was surprised. I didn't know why liked me. <laughs> Even one of the cops that locked me up all the time. Yeah. he. I talked to him in Ottawa. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah.
3: On the phone, yeah. We had yeah. a mutual connection that was amazing. And the guy ended up phoning the police officer and probably hadn't talked to you, you since the last time he arrested you, probably. Yeah. well, wow. And and uh, you guys had a great conversation on the phone.
2: Yeah, he said I always showed him respect. He always showed respect. The other cops used to beat us up. Yeah. Used to three of them grab you and give you a couple of shots and throw you in the cell. Yeah. So, but he never... Sometimes they were supposed to come. He was supposed to come and get me. And he, he didn't even bother. He just <laughs> let it go. He said he's going home soon anyway.
1: <laughs> so when you're getting like in trouble with the law and you're having these scrapes, right? You're under 18 at this time, oh, yeah. and so you you're not going to get in like any serious long term oh, yeah. trouble. Or or you were? I got,
2: I had got 75 days in jail, and I was only 17 years old.
1: Oh, okay. So you were like uh, in like a man's jail, not a yeah, no two years not that
2: yeah, I got five. I had five assault charges in one fight. Okay, five different guys. And uh,
1: how did that go for them?
2: <laughs> well, it went good for them, they didn't have to see me for seventy-five days.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, uh, you know,
2: that's a funny story. <laughs> Every time I, I I get up and tell a story, the judges just slam the hammer down, guilty. So, fifth charge, he reads, he reads again, another assault charge. And they said, how do you plead? I said, what do you mean plead? You're just going to find me guilty anyway. Stand up. I wouldn't stand up. He oh, slammed no. the hammer down. He just said, here's 15 more. There's 75 days total. Go serve it.
1: Wow. And is this in your town? It's a small town. Is there only one oh, judge? they kicked. They didn't
3: serve him there.
2: I went to Monteith, Ontario. Oh, okay. They, they sent
3: him almost 500 miles away. Okay. That's 17. Wow. Into a jail, like he said, where guys are doing two years less a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is like the next, le- the next step up a serious crime. Yeah, and you're in like a general population yeah. there. Are you running into like scrapes in the prison with well, anyone? I, did, or I
2: did got in a little scruffle when I was playing floor hockey, so I couldn't play it no more. Yeah. And then he had ice hockey. He wouldn't let me play that. Oh, okay. So I, <laughs> in a jail. Yeah. The only thing they let me that, do there was to uh, push weights and that.
1: Yeah. And are you playing junior hockey at the time? Yeah. So. It's
2: so Okay, uh, uh, so anyway, Dr. Guzdecki, he's our, he's our team doctor. I'm playing with his son, and we were playing together all the time, Georgie Guzdecky, and uh, his dad wrote a letter to the parole board to get me to serve my time in Thunder Bay. So I did 43 days. And Monteith and the rest were in Thunder Bay, so they'd come and pick me up for practice, <laughs> bring me to the practice or the game, and bring me back to jail. Oh, my God.
1: You're getting the day pass to go play in. Well,
2: you only, play had, hockey. you only had so many hours. Like They'd come and get me like two hours, and I had to be back something like an hour and a half, two hours right after the game. I couldn't go nowhere. And this is in high school, so how
1: yeah. scared are these other teams that, <laughs> that they're bringing you out well, of jail? Dave, Dave Hanson alluded to it. Dave
3: Hansen from Slapshot, who played in the NHL and the WHA, was quoted in an Alan Mackey story in the Globe and Mail in 2002. Alan reached out to Dave. It's a great quote. And and, uh, he said, look it, we knew about this guy back playing junior we'd hear about him on the bus that he was being escorted from jail to the arena how do you think that made us feel you know playing some guy coming from this coming from dave hansen yeah yeah. no shrinking violet that's right and and the carlsons were on that team too Mm -hmm. and and uh, they they so they knew they that's how far back they they knew about goldie
1: wow so all three hansen brothers are playing on this team and and they're all like shaking going into the arena
2: like uh, uh, We ended up playing together, all, f- all of us. Oh, cool. In uh, Minnesota Fighting Saints. Yep. You know, Davey, Kurt Brackenberry. Uh,
1: oh, that's another the name. the three
2: brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all played together, and we all got sent to the minors at the same time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I beat them. I was last cut. Yeah. They were gone before me.
1: <laughs> you outlasted them. Yeah. <laughs> And that was a pretty rough league back then obviously oh. when you got all those guys on one team like you would never see that many tough guys on a team even on every now. team Yeah, every team.
2: yeah you'd, like, you like you had more I was glad to see a hockey player yeah. I'd go up and hug him and give him a kiss <laughs> He's your one guy you don't have to fight Yeah <laughs> There was three lines of cement. Yeah. And three, three, three fours. And, and half the time, the spare goaltender was the toughest guy in the team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: There was a goaltender played in played in Binghamton. I was there. I can't remember his name, Liam. But he was just as tough as any guy in the team. Yeah. I forgot his name. We were talking about him in Ottawa.
1: Yeah. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. He'd come to me. Yeah,
2: he, he'd love to throw him.
1: Were you running goalies just to like send you know? Oh yeah, sh- create shockwaves. Well, that
2: was my job to stand in front of the net, right? So yeah. you're getting hack. You're hacking back. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and again, it's a much yeah. tougher game back then where people yeah. are.
2: You know, the only fight I, got, I was with Toronto Maple Leafs training camp. The only fight I got into. Was uh was with uh I'm ha- I'm standing in front of the net and the guy's goaltender's hacking me I'm hacking him back, finally he hacked me too hard so I just turned around and just drove him eh? It was Mike Palmetier oh wow and he's a, and he's a mid- he was a midget <laughs> yeah and I ran into Mike uh, at a at a roast uh Steve Ludzik's roast in yeah. Niagara Falls we were laughing drinking beer laughing about that oh that's great.
1: That's cool though too, to like get the chance to try out for the you know the NHL teams. You, you have another tryout with another Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh too. Yeah. And had, who? The,
2: had the coffee here the donut in Pittsburgh and back to the minors.
1: Yeah. Who did you did you run into oh, any oh, notable oh, oh. names uh, in Pittsburgh uh, when you were
2: Oh yeah, there was uh what's his name? Um, Jesus. Battleship Bob Kelly was there. Okay. Anderson was there the defenseman.
3: Russ? Is that Russ Anderson? Uh, I can't or,
2: I'm not sure his yeah. first name but he was just a kid. Yeah. And there was there was Keyhole there. Yeah, Rick Keel. Yeah. yeah. They had some good players. Right on. And yeah. do you do you have any scraps in the no. training camps? No, no was going. But exhibition games we did. Okay. Yeah.
0: This episode of Fight Stories is brought to you by Absolute Nature cbd.com Guess what? It's Christmas time and we're doing an Absolute Nature C D Christmas CD? CBD Christmas giveaway. The Sunshine Boys and the fine folks over at Absolute Nature CBD are giving away some Christmas goodies, and here they are. You can get the salve right there, the CBD oil salve, good for massages, the soft gels, and or, I should say or, the original CBD oil, 1,000 milligram. That's 100 bucks. The soft gels are 90 The salve is 70 All you have to do is retweet or share an episode from Season 2 Hell, you can share them all, and that'll enter you in it for a chance to win one of them. Now, if you share or retweet the most between now and December 24th, we're going to send you all three. How about that? It's a $250 value. A Merry Christmas from the boys over at Fight Stories and Absolute Nature CBD. All you have to do is share and make sure you use the hashtag. Fight Stories Christmas Giveaway. Tag both us, the Sunshine Boys, and the fine folks over at Absolute Nature CBD. Merry Christmas, folks.
2: Yeah, I had... Uh, who's, the,
0: uh, who's the toughest like, uh, uh,
4: guy you fought that went on to be in the NHL as
1: like,
2: an NHL tough guy, like sort of uh, legendary
1: status? Well, uh, Nick Fatio. Oh, okay, Fatio. Oh, yeah, Nicky was Staten tough. Staten Island man. legend.
2: Yeah, Nicky was tough. We had two fights two rounds he won the first one I got the second one and every time there was a brawl he'd look at me I'd look at him he'd go one way I'd go the other
1: yeah (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Mutual respect respect yeah. after two fights like that. And he yeah. he had the boxing pedigree which was yeah. I feel like he was a guy if you watch his fights he'd be hard to wade into the fight. You know usually yeah. both guys just grab on and no, start throwing, throwing. But he's he keeps guys out with his uh reaching out, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would actually jab on the ice. Yeah. He he would. If you look at
3: his victories specifically over if you want to call them victories over Ben Wilson and Paul yeah, he started both those fights by throwing a left jab rather than trying to land yep. and hold hook or hook he he was actually throwing the jab and staying back and waiting for a spot you know? that's
1: why wilson couldn't couldn't do what he normally did because yeah. it was in unorthodox style than, than what you're used to in, yeah. on the ice so so did you find that he was doing that when you fought him like did well, you it
2: happened so fast that i didn't know what he was doing all i know my head was going around like a yo-yo yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you know like uh, so they broke it up and then we had, were muffing off to each other and Good score again. We went again, ready to the same fight. And, yeah. Uh, it was,
1: so it was pretty good. Oh, nice. Well, that's, I mean, that's a big name. All the hockey fight aficionados well, will I, love that story. I fought yeah. guys
2: I fought guys that I didn't even know were yeah. tough guys. I didn't even know them. Like, I remember I was with these three French kids from uh, New York Rangers sent them down to Richmond, and they couldn't speak no English. And so they said to me, that guy, that defenseman there, he, he plays aggressive, but he didn't tell me he was left-handed. So he squares up like he's a right-hander, mm-hmm. and he load, unloads on me with a left. Oh. stop me in my tracks, and I get back to the oh, bench. Oh, man,
4: it's a good move.
2: And they're laughing, and I and I, I hey, with Goldie, we did it with the broken hand, We forgot to tell you, he, he left-handed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: um, did, the, did the judo, like? did you find that was helpful when you're fighting these guys? Because there's a lot of throwing, right? Yeah,
2: judo? but I was a kid when I was taking it, so I don't think it really helped. Gotcha really helped but uh yeah gotcha. no.
1: and so you get you so you ascend through through junior and you get into uh, you know the semi-pro I never games. had my
2: first fight till I was in midget hockey
1: oh well that's I yeah. mean that's a little bit later most guys are yeah. probably have their first fight in peewee yeah. or bantam if they're going to go on to that that's yeah that was my
2: first one do you remember it yeah oh. I, I fought a guy named Dan Paxton and my buddy Ken Clark was on my team he said good fight goalie then well, you got to do more of that so
1: that just kind of put that in your head, and you obviously kind of liked fighting anyway. Yeah. So that's uh, <laughs> that may have just set off a chain of events. <laughs> it's was amazing you catch a cold that No,
2: but you know, but, uh, you know I, when I got with Harry Neal and Somner that was a. I wish I never ever met those two guys.
1: Oh really? Was he?
2: Because all they wanted you to do was fight. He, he was, was coaching. Yeah, yeah. Harry was coaching, and Glenn. Uh,
1: oh, Glenn Somner, Glenn
2: Yeah. Glenn Somner He was a GM. I got to tell you a funny story. I'm with Georgie Guzdecki Liam, how many records is George holds?
3: George is is the winningest, is the way I qualify it anyway. He's the only man in NCAA history to win a title, a national title as a player, assistant coach, and head coach. Oh, that's amazing. And and he was coach of the year in, in either the WCHA, Or the ACHA and NCAA overall six times. And assistant coach with Tampa Bay when they went to the finals in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, this is one of the most decorated guys in the last 20, 30 years in hockey as a head coach. And he's Goldie's midget and junior teammate.
2: Okay. Okay, so uh, we uh, remember. I I go to Minnesota to watch them. Uh, They just won the NC title that year. Mm -hmm. And then they won again that same year. But. uh, I, went to, well, I was in, living in California, so we I went there to watch him get his rings and all that in uh, Minnesota, so uh, I go to breakfast with all the team, and we're sitting around with all the coaches and all that, and George says, oh, yeah, hey, you and Harry never, yeah, you and the never seen eye to eye. I go, yeah, you only had the one eye.
4: <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: Hey, I gotta tell you a story about, I'll tell you another little story. Uh, uh we're in a we're in a bar in, in uh, Minnesota. It's called. Jesus, uh, can't remember the name now. Simple name. Uh The this is it the blue, blue. Can't think of it, Goldie. Okay, anyway, bar doesn't matter. It's not there no more. But anyway, uh <laughs> Harry Neal and Glenn Somer they're together and they're both hammered. And there's t- two girls sitting on on uh, Somer's side, and Harry's sitting on uh, uh, Harry Neal's on the other side. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear these two girls scream. Right. And uh, Summer looks at Harry, he says, "Harry, honest guy, I didn't say nothing as I rolled out of his head." <laughs> his glass eye. <side." laughs> <Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: laughs> Again, just not stuff you're going to see today. You oh know, yeah, you're just not getting this stuff. <laughs> I, did 2019.
2: A, I did. a. Ro- we roasted Bobby Hall. Was one of the speakers for Bobby Hall at uh, Steve Luskey Roast in yep. Niagara Falls. There's like a thousand people there. So I, in the corner of the room before we get up on stage and all that, I see. Uh, We're having some beers, and I see uh, Harry Neal. So I go over to Harry. I said, Harry, I'm going to razz you a bit, eh? He said, okay, goalie, don't matter. So I get up on stage, and I'm the first speaker. I get up, and I say, uh, I'm under a lot of pressure tonight. Leslie told me I can only talk for three minutes. And I got my old culture, here, Harry Neal, and I haven't seen him since Gordy Glenn locked him out <laughs> in New England in the playoffs. <laughs> and, and the, the fans, the, the people that don't know nothing about hockey didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. But all the hockey players are just laughing because yeah. they know the story.
4: <laughs> oh, so, man. Well, speaking of bars, um, would you say you've been in more fights on the ice than the bars?
2: No, no, no. Bars. The bar was called bar. the Blue Chip. That's it. Yeah, the, the yeah. blue chip. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, I had more more bar fights than I did uh, street fl- or uh, street fights, and I had hockey fights.
1: Were you, wow! And and so like obviously, while you're playing, you're you're going from town to town. Are you going out after the games and scrapping no. at the bars, or are you staying out of that type of trouble?
2: No, I, I like uh, like I know I got a lot of fights after too. Like, mm-hmm. but uh, it was just guys that didn't you know didn't think you were that tough would come up. These stupid guys. Yeah, guys and- that aren't, aren't even tough.
3: Maybe one, except that Syracuse one, Goldie, which I touched on. I wrote, we got the story in the book. I think it's one of the craziest. Like that, why
1: don't What's you tell the, that one? That'd be great.
2: Yeah, with the state troopers. Yeah, <laughs> wow. there was a state trooper got shot in Syracuse, and we didn't. We knew he got the guy got shot because it was in the news and all that, right? So mm-hmm. we didn't know. Uh, we didn't know those guys were in the bar, and uh, you know they're all there are getting drunk because their buddy got killed. Anyway. Uh, we get in a big bar fight with them, and these guys are big man. These are like a six three, six four, big guys. And uh as Rick, Rick Foley. He was the biggest guy we had. He was like six three himself, and three hundred pounds. But uh, wow. we we all got put in jail, five of us, and uh, uh, and uh, the cops never got charged. And, oh, Okay, And we were oh, yeah. we were right in there for overnight. And Barry Brooks' dad, he was to come down and watch the watch the watch the game that night, and. Uh, he even got put in jail. And when we we all got bail the next day, but they wouldn't give him bail.
1: <laughs> they wouldn't let the guy's dad out.
2: <laughs> wouldn't let the dig guy's dad out. But to tell you a funny story, at that game, uh, 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 Dougie Gilmore, he was only a little kid. That he come knocking on a dressing room door, and our oh. trainer Don Donny Rand Sockeye. he said, "Hey, Brooksy, some kid here at the door wants you." And uh, Brooksie said, "Well, let him in." He said, "No, nah, I told him you you come to the door. You come to the door." So Brooksy goes gets him, brings him back. It was me, Brooksy and Joe Norris. always sat together, and there was and the guy was uh, Doug Gilmore.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, and I was wow. supposed to beat his brother up that night because <laughs> we were playing Baltimore, and yeah. he was playing for Baltimore. And he's the only a little guy. I didn't even know who he was. Yeah, like I didn't know who uh, Dougie's brother was, mm-hmm. but he was a good hockey player too.
1: But, yeah, he played for a while.
2: And but then- the Art Stratton, the coach, asked me to beat him up. Oh, and really? then Brooksy told me Barry, they're best friends because they grew up in Kingston. Yeah, he said goalie, no, he's a friend of mine. Don't do it. I said I don't even know what he's talking about. Yeah, so we didn't do it.
1: Well, that's nice. We so got a pass.
3: Yeah, young Doug Gilmore. See, and here. Dave <laughs> came to the book signing in Kingston. Yeah, he showed up at our our second day in Kingston, which was awesome. He brought yeah. his son, and and uh, so is, is it, does MMA. His son's an MMA fighter. Oh, now. Oh, cool. Uh, he had he had he boxed originally a sixteen and two record, which is pretty good. Oh absolutely. And then he switched to M M. A. he's gonna try and make a little bit more money there he thinks he can in his particular field anyway for that. And but him and Goldie had a great chat. Dave Gilmore I mean and yep. catching up, you know, him mean, he was a really nice guy, but it's, a, it's an unbelievable coincidence because we got that whole story in the book. Because Brooksy, Brooksy's dad came that night because it was his birthday, <laughs> and, and they're also because they were playing against Dave Gilmore, yeah. a Kingston guy. So was, that was all wrapped in nicely uh, like a bow. And then you, and they go to the the other place. I think is uh, the uh, the boardroom. The boardroom, and and uh, that's when the state troopers were there. And that whole, th- I mean, that's just that story in the book. I th- is in the top three for insanity. Yeah, for oh, sure.
1: That's wild. And you were saying, uh, in one of the trailers that we saw too for the book, there is talking about uh, that you were in a bar brawl. There's was a, was this the forty man bar brawl? No, that was that, that,
2: that was, was against uh, that was in New
1: Brunswick. Mel Hewitt.
2: Mel Hewitt. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Do you mind elaborating on that <laughs> oh. one? I saw that, I'm like, okay, we gotta okay, so we gotta that's ask. a crazy story too.
2: Uh, okay, so I, I just living in California, I get shot and then I go uh, to my dad's you know and then uh, uh, Hey, hey, we don't need to see past that. <laughs> but uh,
4: no, uh we'll, we'll
3: talk about that. After. We'll we'll come back to that one, John. It's <laughs> but, amazing how this all ties in. But
2: anyway, so I fly to uh I fly to, I'm going to fly to New Brunswick to see my buddy Gordy Glant and then uh uh I run into Billy Reed, the black guy, play for Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. I knew him very well, so we start talking. I get on the plane, and I, uh, Mel Hude he says, oh, he's kissing up to him, are you?" And I'm like 15 uh, 15 pounds underweight, cause yeah, because I, I just got out of the hospital, and uh, even even 20. And so we're in the bar that, that night. We went to watch them play, and then we went to the bar, and Mel Hude and his dingbat wife were there, and she said she went and told my, Mel Hude that I uh, stepped on her foot. Oh no! I didn't even know the girl who she was. So he came up, he got in my face, and I ended up punching him. I split him, and then all all their players jumped Gordy Galant and his entourage, and we all had a big fight. As the only one who got put in jail of twenty guys. Oh wow! <laughs> and I spent the whole weekend in jail, and then went back to California. <laughs> yeah.
1: and, the, and California is where you were playing with San Diego. Yeah. And this is uh, was this after
2: yeah, you know what? Uh, to lighten and make it light. If I would have got shot in the wintertime, I would have got a lot of money from Compo. <laughs> <laughs> I got shot in the summertime.
4: <laughs> so, tell me about about getting shot and then I've got a question about how good your lawyer must be. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. the, the lawyer was awesome. He's a judge now.
4: Yeah. Because I don't honest. understand how you're able to travel. You're arrested 50 times. How are you
2: able to well, they, bounce around? Well, they, they, back, back then, in those days, they didn't, you, you were, you were uh, like you go to the border, the uh, the security guards would like like you because you're a pro athlete.
4: Yeah. All so, oh, right. Right.
2: So now, now, like I mean, have, right now I got to do that. I got my passport and all that, and I went to the border. I got a piece of paper. Now I got to get it, fill it out, get it sent, signed by a lawyer, send it back in across the border. Yeah. Because my daughter's born, wow. and I can't go there no more. Oh, okay. I went to go to uh to do a thing in Buffalo, New York, uh, the Wish Foundation, mm-hmm. and yep. I got to the border. I got to the airport, and they let me go, but they said, you got you you to clear this up. And I got charged in 1981 for being, I was drunk in my car, passed out in my car, at the at the rink. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they found me with the keys in the car. Oh, okay. I was passed out, so they charged me. But back in those days, it was not a, a felon. Mm-hmm. And so all I got right. was like a $140 fine. That yeah. was it. But they brought that up, so I had to, got to look into it. Now.
4: That of all the of all the shit you've done, that's what they got you on. You yep. with your From nineteen
3: eighty one. On top of that, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I don't think about it; it's re- it's, I, re- it's I, ridiculous. I, I was in
2: jail every town. I, every the only town I was wasn't in jail in. I played was Minnesota. But I totaled my buddy's car. He had a Corvette, Gordy Galante. <laughs> I totaled that. We get up. He's my roommate. He gets up in the morning. He says, okay, go. Where'd you park the car?" I said, "Hey, Gordy, I think we better walk to the rink. <laughs> I tore the whole slide rate right off.
1: Dude, dude, where's my car? The sequel. That could yeah. be. That could <laughs> be Goldie's movie. It's
4: another another
2: and movie. It's so, <laughs> so funny. I go visit him, and I go. To, I go back to San Diego. Play. I leave my car in. In, in New Brunswick and let Gordy use it well he toasted mine he <laughs> <laughs> was going to a ball game and it was raining and he couldn't stop and ran oh, wow. back and he toasted the front end
1: are you guys driving some sweet cars back then too with I your had, hockey money or? I had
2: a brand new in New Yorker had a motorcycle yeah Gordy had a Corvette. He had a Corvette everywhere. He was so funny. One time he got a tune up in his car. He backed out of a garage and the truck Told the ass <laughs> yeah, send off his car, back into the garage.
3: <laughs> Tell him what happened to your Chrysler New Yorker and uh, Orange
2: Paint. Orange Paint, yeah. I got in some fights with some guys. Yeah. And then they waited about a month. I was teaching hockey school. They waited about a month to go by and then they come with a big 30 30 and shut the windows on my car. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. And, and you weren't in the car?
2: No, I was just, me and my dad were my dad was I was at my dad's house and were in bed when it happened.
1: okay. And that was it that was back home?
2: Yeah. Okay. And but I got them all.
1: Yeah, you got back with them? Oh yeah. How did that go? Did you no, good for them? Yeah. <laughs> I would
2: imagine. There's only one, one person that, I won't say their names, but there's only one person in that family I never fought, and that was a kid I played hockey with. Okay. But I pounded all his brothers.
1: Yeah, it just went down uh, the line. Uh, uh, so the mom went down?
2: Yeah, and, there, and he had a couple of cousins that got it
1: too. <laughs> Osmosis. <laughs> Let me see the family tree here. <laughs> tell me, can circle
4: back and tell me how you got shot in California.
2: Uh, this girl I was dating uh, we broke up and then she went out with this guy who was dealing drugs and she got involved in drugs and her mom called me so I go I go there and she's at this house party and I'm with my buddy Tony Richardson and uh, we go to the house party and uh, this guy he, 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 we have a few words he pulls out a gun basically it's at his house or his yeah. buddy's house he pulls out a gun points it at me I kick it out of his hand throw him to the ground and I grabbed my grabbed the girl and my buddy, we left, but when I got to the door he he gets up, he grabs his gun, he yells at me, turn around and he pulls the trigger. Oh wow. But I'll tell you really hit ya. right in the stomach. I lost seven oh. inches off my small intestine and I bullet cut my urinary tract right now where it joined the kidney, so I had a ill me bag on my side for three months after that. Wow. go to the hospital. But I'll tell you, when you hear a police officer say uh, you can see a bullet, I swear I thought I could catch it. I'm not joking. Yeah, all I all I could still see the muzzle flash.
1: It just slowed down like the it, Matrix.
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's it's not it's a joke.
1: We yeah, got the story in the I book. I believe you, and we that's the quote he gave me, and that's what I wrote. Wow, but this honest, is what he thinks.
2: I thought I could have caught it. I could see it mm-hmm. only for wow. that split second because you're looking right down the barrel. Yeah. You don't have time to react, and uh, it took me right off my feet, spun me right around, did a three sixty down on the floor.
1: Oh wow! So did you have to wait for an ambulance to come? <laughs> oh, there's a funny the story ball, there.
2: But yeah, I screwed that one up. But uh, the, the, okay, so this guy's uh, this isn't La Jolla. Nobody gets shot in La Jolla. It's a uh, mucky muck place in San Diego. Yeah. And uh, this guy's was just in a restaurant and ate dinner, walking across the street, gets hit by a car, dies. Ambus goes to pick him up, then they get the call there's a shooting. Oh. Fuck. So uh, Ambus come and got me and sent that guy the bill. So, that's,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, <laughs> <laughs> caught a break on the American health care. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, you
3: ever hear a hockey player missing training camp because he was shot? Never. I mean, it's never happened. You ever hear a hockey player yeah, being taken couple, from jail to the NBA rink and back to jail again? Sure, but not
1: hockey. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, 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 maybe in the NBA, but <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: maybe, maybe the NBA, and I can't think of one, but no. probably, and maybe the NFL, and I know no, they've they've done their damage, and not to trying to make light of this, but this is an unbel- This could have been. Yeah, yeah, could have killed them, obviously. Of and and uh, I'm just saying this just this is just the, this is the part of the story that is so much more than just a guy who dropped the gloves on the ice. Of
1: course, is it a handgun. Does yeah. yeah? Oh my god! And that yeah. like that's got to be you probably see your life flash like it's probably like that.
3: Remember months later, you saw him driving on the road.
2: Yeah, I went after him. Oh okay. no, that wasn't a, a couple months. That was way after. Oh, way after. Yeah, you knew who it was. You went after yeah. him. Yeah, I was half-bagged. I seen him. was in my Volkswagen. I was running the back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the cops came, and uh, the cops just arrested me for uh, for uh, disorderly conduct. And, oh, that's okay. Yeah.
1: Take that one, but <laughs> yeah. put that with the rest. <laughs> yeah.
4: So he he sued you, and then you end up getting arrested for disorderly conduct. This guy doesn't even go to jail.
2: Well, no, this guy did get charged. He got charged for attempted murder. Got uh, dropped to aggravated assault. My dad died, and I never bothered and went to court. And that's oh, okay.
1: Oh wow. So I, I have a question for you. Like, cause it sounds like you were close with your dad. Was he when this was all happening? Uh, when you started getting in all this trouble when you were younger, like, was he supportive? Like, trying to get you out well, of
2: that, or well, like, like a lot of the fights were just, you know, uh, a lot of more bar fights. You were just you were down say, in a restaurant, like mm-hmm. guys you there not thinking are tough. Like Hornpains a railroad town, so you have so many transients come through there. Yeah, and so a uh. lot of the brakemen from Cape Earl and Sudbury could come work there in the summertime, mm-hmm. and they were all 18, 19 years old, and they all thought they were. There's a, you know, a cat's walking. Maybe, oh, yeah, you
4: know, belly full of booze.
2: Yeah, and you know, and... Uh,
1: and it was more common just to take someone outside and scrap back then, yeah. and it'd be two guys, you know, yeah, or now whatever. De-
2: now I'd be dead for sure.
1: Yeah, there are more people oh, yeah. with guns and, oh, yeah. and knives and stuff now. Or not, not even that, it's just that mentality, that gay mentality. Yeah, they don't yeah. have the, the code of conduct that, that no. existed back no, then. You,
2: you, yeah, you'd be dead for sure.
1: But being arrested so many times, was, like the scrapes with the law, was that, like, uh, problematic in your, in your
2: house your you? Yeah, well, my parents didn't like it. Yeah. But it wasn't uh, were, uh a lot of the fights I got in, guys, guys, like a lot of times I got off of fights. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, you know, uh, the guys would charge it, but they'd mouth off, right? So I'd go to court, and I'd tell my story. The judge, the guy get up and tell his story. Then I'd have a witness or somebody would speak up for me and yeah. tell, tell their story. And a lot of times the charges were dropped.
1: You were a target. People would yeah. try and, you know, they'd try and yeah. instigate with you. And, yeah, so, and obviously... All of a sudden, you know, you go to court that many times, it becomes home yeah. court advantage.
2: <laughs> no, I, I, I don't remember, know. I would think I would think it would have been the opposite. Yeah, of the it was, was kind of the, the last time I went to yet. last time I went to court. The judge told me he'd never come back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he didn't want right. you
2: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last time I went to court in horn pain.
1: Wow. And so, so, so you're getting arrested
4: in horn pain like twenty-something times. It's the same judge every time, right?
2: Yeah. Well, there was two. One passed away. I went through one and got a new one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's classic. Oh man! So, at, at yeah. what point do you um, when you're when you're in your playing your playing career? When do you decide to hang it up? Like you've when you've, the phone
2: quit ringing? Nobody, yeah. Like I didn't want. No. I, I could have played another year, maybe, or I could have went to Newfoundland to make a thousand dollars a week, but mm-hmm. it was just to fight. Yeah. At that point, I didn't want to fight no more.
1: Yeah, and you've been doing it for 10 years and probably seems like 20 after you fight that many guys. But I was right?
2: in better shape at the end of my career than I was when I started because mm-hmm. I got into bodybuilding really heavy. Yeah. And so right. I, I took that pretty far.
1: Is that after you got shot, you'd start training in a different yeah. way? Like different way, Taking it yeah. more seriously? And, yeah.
2: and doing squats and
1: deadlifts and all that. And uh, you became a, a bodybuilding champion, yeah. right? I
2: got or- uh, third Mr. San Diego, mm-hmm. and then I won the... Mr. New Brunswick.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. And it certainly takes a different type of discipline. Like, yeah. back well, in your playing see, days... Like,
2: was, a lot of people, like when we talk, and a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's all the fights were through alcohol. I hardly drank back then in those days. My cousin never drank. Okay. So I was always with him. So mm. me and my buddies once in a while... We'd steal our, our... My dad didn't drink either, so we'd steal beer from the other parents' house. <laughs> and my dad always had liquor Yeah. at his house when he'd do uh, make punches for people's weddings, right? Back in Orange Payne. Mm-hmm. So he always had so we'd steal a bottle here, a couple <laughs> of sips, but it wasn't like we drank every, every weekend. Mm-hmm. It was mostly like to fight. No, yeah, basically, yeah. We used to go to Hearst. My oh. used would go to Hearst in the, in the wintertime, get on... Take all the guys' girlfriends over there. Yeah. Piss all the Frenchmen off. <laughs> and, then, and they'd say, Don't worry, Didi's coming to town. He'll be back this summer. We're bringing him over. Yeah. I'd go over there and everybody was staring at me. I thought, Geez, they want my autograph or something. Before I know I was in jail. Oh, man. Yeah. Just about every weekend when we'd go to Hearst, I'd get put in jail.
1: Is there any um, fight off the ice where you ran into someone that you were just like, Oh my God, this guy is.
2: You oh, know, I, well, very I, very tough. Like oh, it's yeah. a,
1: it's a, like now I'm maybe in trouble here.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I just bought I had a fight with a guy named Malumba. He was a professional wrestler. He okay. was two seventy five. Oh wow. I was bodybuilding. Wow. I was only like 216,
1: 210. Yeah. And this is after hockey. Yeah. Okay. So you're still racing hell after hockey.
2: Well, I was I was in this bar bouncing in this bar. In okay. Sh- in Chidiac uh, New Brunswick.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, he's a big man. What's the what's the bar scene like? There? Is it like Roadhouse basically? Like no, you're clearing uh, people out or
2: yeah, but you know, like most, I knew a lot of the people, right? So nobody
1: okay. Mm-hmm. This is a smaller town. Yeah,
2: well, basically, it was just a bunch of drunks, right? Yeah, you're looking after. You're like babysitting them.
1: That was,
3: kid's the one night like, there with Killer Carl was a pretty yeah. uh, wild one.
2: Yeah, the one in Moncton there, Moncton. Yeah, jeez, i been. In, I was in a few fights there. Who's Killer Carl? Killer Carl Kroupy is a professional wrestler. Okay, we're in the bar. Ziggy's in Moncton, and then uh, there's the college kids are there from the University of New Brunswick. They were there, and they they know who Killer is, and I don't know if they knew who I was, but anyway, they come and was kids suckered him, and he's bigger than me. Killer Carl,
1: kids right? suckered him.
2: Yeah. Okay. And so we we throw him down on the crowd on the ground, and their their entourage comes and the doormen come, coming. We got him down, and the dormant friends of ours, and he said, Hey, Goldie, don't hit him. I said, Oh, I won't hit him. So they let let it off on me, and his head's right there. I just one shot, broke his nose. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Whoops. (laughs) So, when was the last time you were in a fight, period?
2: A couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah, I got 18 month probation. I got off actually, and I got the charge. Uh, you know, if you don't get in trouble when you're on your probation, it's dismissed. Yeah. Kind of. I, I was watching yeah. uh, New York Rangers and uh, L. A. Kings in the playoffs, and it's in this bar, yep. and there was a drug dealer in there, and he everybody knows he's a drug dealer, and he he was just a mouthpiece. I had to listen for five periods before I pounded him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky he got double overtime yeah. out of you, eh?
2: <laughs> and then, uh, oh my for, God, uh,
4: you're practically uh, a fucking senior, and you're pounding guys out
2: still. And. and uh, and then the, the cops were right there because the cop shop straight down this it's in the same mall. Yeah, and uh, yeah. they're walking by while I was fighting with this guy, and uh, everybody had me down. He was on top of me, right? They're trying to break it up, and I couldn't punch him, so I bit him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so he had to go for a technic shot, and then he wrote a sad story in court. Oh, no. And uh, the prosecutor was starting to read, but he didn't. He knew the guy was a drug dealer and uh, he said I can't even read this he just passed a note to the judge just knew it was bullshit and then the uh, judge asked I had a lawyer and the judge asked me uh, I got up and spoke for myself and yeah. uh, told him about all the charity stuff I do and played hockey and all that and the guy knew who I was so that's why he was mouthing off judge said okay uh, I'm going to take a lunch break now he said I don't want to pass sentence right now I'm going to go take a lunch break so he went back to the computer yeah. googled my name and all that and he came up and he gave me those there 18-month probation. I'd do the community service. okay. That was good. I used to go to the wild, wild game farm and it was all bears there. okay. Bears and raccoons. And yeah. I'd go, uh, they, 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 they had little cubs and they'd have one-year-old, one year 2 years, and three-year-olds and three-year-olds when they let them go. And I'd bring big dog biscuits for the bears, right? and you, got, <laughs> you ever see a bear's tongue? It's a mile long. Okay. And they had those slotted fences, but you couldn't see in but they would tear they would tear with their paws so you could look in that's where I'd put their biscuits in they would stick their tongue out and I'd grab their tongue eh? (laughs) they couldn't bite you you, because the screen was so tight but I got caught and I got kicked out of there (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Feeding the bears. But they don't want you to do that. It's normal. <laughs> no, I, really? no, I, I, I felt shame.
4: Go <laughs> oh, to <laughs> the box.
1: Uh, oh,
4: that's so funny. So, Cody, let me ask you a question.
2: Let me ask you oh, one. You, 65 now? 66 in June. You're buying me a gift?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um So do you feel like you're a guy who, you know, some young kids in the bar, and he's like, "Ah, fuck this old man." Do feel like guys take more rut, like liberties at you now because you're getting older?
2: Oh yeah. You know the hardest thing I had to do before the book come out is control my temper at work because there's so mm-hmm. many guys I want to smash, but I know if I smash, I'm going to go to jail, and there won't be no book. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> And so now, like, now the book's out, and I, I, not so much at work, but in the bars where I go, I, I don't go to a lot of bars, but I, if I go for after work, I'll go for beer with my buddies. But uh, yeah. everybody knows I'm, like, I played hockey, so, yeah. and, you know, they give they show respect that way. Uh, the kids mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. call me old man.
1: Yeah. but uh, And you're working yeah, in buddy, con- you don't even know. construction and yeah. stuff? So yeah. on the construction sites, like, have you had a few scraps there? Or?
2: Well uh, earlier, earlier, yeah. earlier in my construction career. Yeah. Yeah, I got in a fight right downtown in Vancouver, right on three o'clock in the afternoon, in front of Rich, Richard Street, right in front of the bar called Richards on Richards. <laughs> and bro Jake was talking about it. Uh, I don't know if you know who bro Jake is. Um, the
3: radio the guy, long oh, yes. time yeah. radio guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Monday,
3: yeah, the champ. Yeah,
2: oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh man, that guy's great. Yeah.
2: And Monday morning, he's talking about on the on the on his radio show, Rock One Hundred One, <laughs> on Monday morning. Some guy, some guy phoned in and told him, "Hey, Goldie is... To steel tall boots, some guy on, on Richards on Richards.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great! So, like, just like, someone who watched it called into the radio the next day.
2: Yeah, that- <laughs> guys, guys that worked, yeah, guys that on the site. Oh, that's that. funny.
4: Yeah, Another <laughs> Goldie sighting. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so good. I mean, what a what a swath that you must have cut through everywhere you went. I mean, how many? Played on a few, te- quite a few teams, so you're bouncing around playing in different leagues. Yeah, would have covered most of North America. Six leagues,
3: imagine. six leagues, three senior leagues, all in. Yeah, so that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Know, a lot multiple teams, and we've got the details on that. And I, I think there's stories pretty much everywhere he went, literally, and and uh, the, the the details are in there, and we've barely scratched the surface,
4: really. Mm-hmm. You know, well, heard, that's what I was gonna, gonna ask, well, how many on and off the ice? How many cities do you think
1: you've fought Say that again. How many cities on and off the ice do you think that you've...
2: Gotten fights in. Everyone is on a jail tour.
1: Yeah, it's on the back of the <laughs> shirt
2: I had yesterday.
3: The jail tour. So that's what you were doing a, a tour called the. Well, we have mm-hmm. a chapter in the book. Chapter fourteen, actually, the final chapter is called the North American Jail Tour. <laughs> uh, Gold, Goldie had T-shirts made. Was Sergio that made them originally, or Sergio? Yeah, uh, his friend uh, who uh, owns a, a, a beautiful gym in Surrey called Gators, uh, and they're very. Him and his wife are very dear friends of Goldie's, and we mentioned them in the book. And awesome. they designed this T-shirt with the iconic photo. This one on the front and ogie and and the slap shot on the here and then at the back the the the, which was a good idea was they called it uh the north american jail tour and they have all the jails that goldie was in which is 17 of them i believe and uh we and so i just said you know what that should be a chapter in the book
1: yeah yeah that's cool (laughs) because he knows
3: all the stories about them and and uh and several of them three or four in particular are, are 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 pretty good backstories to those incidents and nice. some of them are mundane and kind of trite and very easy just to you know okay whatever but he was there he was arrested there was a situation so we detail <laughs> it <clears throat> but uh,
2: that, yeah well, yeah that one fight there i got on the way it's in the movie slap shot eh, where they all the own country won't won't accept him because i got deported yeah yeah but that actually happened i was in we i was playing junior hockey they asked us, the senior team, asked Lee Folgan, Billy McDonald, myself, to go play because they were short players in in, uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, and so we fly. We were flying out of Green Bay, and uh, um, a lefty current. I ended up playing hockey with him. He was a goaltender. He got the silver medal that year. In uh, what was his nickname? <laughs> double shooter. <laughs> Do I tell them why? He yeah, had two holes in the end of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, we're going off the ice, and I said, "Oh, they should have given you me another medal because we beat them." Eh? So we go to the airport in Green Bay, and we weren't we weren't even old enough to drink. Yeah. But we go in the bar with the older guys, the senior team guys, and they're feeding us white Russians and silver bullets and. I was just shitface, and uh, <laughs> we get on the we get in the plane, and this guy named Bill McHugh, um, Bill McHugh, and I never liked him. And me and him got into it, and so uh, his buddy he jumped me too, so I got in with two of them, and we're down. We we started on the plane, and we ended up on the runway fighting. <laughs> The cops come. They try to break it up. And what happened? When I was throwing <laughs> a punch, my hand got caught in a cop's jacket. So I pulled that, and I ripped his jacket. So they arrested me. Oh,
1: shit. You're fighting right on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> you had to divert traffic, air traffic.
2: And then, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, they take me to jail. I spend the night. And then the deportation officer comes. He picks. He's an older fellow. picks me up. And I was only a kid. He said, come on. I'll take you around before you have to take you to the bus, stop, bus station. So he took me to show me where Bart started house was, yep. took me to Lambeau Field. Oh, cool. So it was a, it was a pretty good outing. Nice. <laughs> but
3: but they, they, just think about this for a second. I wrote this in the book. Just, just, uh, there's several points in the book where I try to get the reader to pause with me and and try and grasp what I'm writing. Yeah. These these stories are rolling off his tongue. He did them all. He lived it all. We're regurgitating it now. But that line in the movie is 100% true. He, yeah. He's 17. He's with a hockey team <laughs> with executives, coaches. They're, they, they're picked up to play this in this senior game, which they win. And then he gets in this altercation with other guys. He is the only one that's kept. Yeah. Everybody else goes home, but he's not allowed to get back into his own country. Mm -hmm. That's where the line came from. He's detained overnight and and until the next day and then escorted to the bus station, you know, for this 900-kilometer bus ride home instead of the flight he was supposed to be on. and, and, And has to go back. I mean, it's... You you can't you can't even if you if the best Hollywood screenwriters sat down and said let's put the craziest stuff in yeah oh well, let's let's well we should have maybe some gunfire well you just heard that story yeah. we didn't even talk about the other violent story that happened a couple years later we probably saved a woman's life there there's let alone this one when he yeah. was seventeen let alone the countless others.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, seventeen years old too, and to have that type. Nobody's of, Nobody's like, got this backstory. That type of like nobody uh, attention around you. Like it must have felt like a circus. Like a, it was. I mean, it would have been pretty
2: crazy. Well, yeah. But, you know, like like right now, like yes. I, I can't. I, I can't relate to it. Yeah. Like like uh, I just. Were you
1: stressing out back then? Or were you just like, it was just another day at the office?
2: Oh, I was just enjoying myself.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be freaking out if <laughs> oh, I got charged. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, like, right.
3: right. <laughs> It'd be freaking right out if even one of these things happened. Yeah. Even
4: one of these. Like, real, I, I, I. quite. In a plane, on a tarmac, it would be national news. That's That's right, John.
3: Exactly. It would be absolute first story CBC, CTV, national news in this country. Yeah. If (laughs) If a Canadian resident... Not only that, but underage on top of that. Who's a professional or who's well who's playing senior at yeah. that time but still senior. This is Allen Cup stuff. This is like the Allen Cup is the well, second I was, most well,
2: I, I was playing uh, I was still playing junior.
3: You were still playing junior, you were yeah. junior yeah. age, but yeah. they brought you yeah. up for the twins, right? Yeah. The so, Thunder Bay Twins were legendary five time Allen
1: Cup champions. So think like you know, if uh, someone from uh, you know, Team Canada World Juniors type thing yeah. went into a fight on the tarmac, exactly. that would be yeah. massive.
3: massive yes, yeah. imagine losing. that today. <laughs> and this this is this is what happened to him.
1: That's uh, that's insane. And then uh, I mean I love I love this. This is uh, you. But you glossed over the. He, you saved a woman's life. Do you you want to get
3: into uh, that? I, one, I, it? I, I I call it that. Oh. Goldie may not. More,
2: uh, huh? we're, we're we're. I was with my buddy Joe Cummins. He was a Navy SEAL. Okay. And he's just getting ready to quit. He they asked him to stay at to uh, SEAL Team Six. He said no. And they offered him like twenty grand to stay for another year, and but he said he wanted out. He was a since he was a kid. And mm-hmm. He wasn't that old anyway to start with. And uh, we were walking, we we're down to Beachcombers.
1: And this is in San Diego? San Diego. Yeah, because there's lots of military training yeah. there, right? And
2: uh, <coughs> we're down there having some beers on Sunday afternoon. Everybody goes there on Sunday and they have old rock and roll playing and all that. Mm-hmm. We go there and we're coming back to our vehicle and uh, there, was, uh, there was a whole pile of people around. And there was, uh, so we go up and see what's going on. And the guy, somebody said, Yeah, a guy's beating a girl up. So there was, uh, there was a, a pickup truck and a van and so the guy had his door open in his pickup and he had the slider door open back in the van so you couldn't see the girl mm-hmm. until you push the doors like this so when we go she was all blood right so i grabbed the guy threw him down and uh, back then he didn't have cell phones mm-hmm. so the people didn't even bother trying to call the cops till they seen yeah till they seen the girl so my buddy joe he goes he yells at them call the cops and so the girl she gets really mad so i got the guy down and she wants to get at the guy, so she comes running right at me from the back, pushes me forward. I hit my head on on the asphalt. I'm stunned a bit, got a cut here, and all of a sudden this guy gets up, and she says, "Ah, the guy's got a gun." Uh-oh. So I'm I'm panicked. I ain't getting shot again because I ain't coming out of this alive. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I jumped the guy. He's in his he's in his pickup truck now. He's got a big buck knife. Oh, okay. So the first time he oh, wow. s- he, he he goes that block it like this, he slashes my arm. Second time he cuts me again, then I I grab him here and he was cut my arm, my forearms. Mm-hmm. Then I had to grab the the, the, the knife like that, and I one punched him, split him. Right as soon as my f- fist hit his head, forehead, it split open. Mm-hmm. He went right down, and before I even my hand went back to my side, that guy was back up on his feet. Holy shit! And when uh, she said he had a rifle, we all ran, and the people that were around all ran, and it was a little grassy knoll. And I said, I can't run no more. I was just pumping blood out of my... Yeah. And my buddy, Joel Cummings, a Navy SEAL, he put a tourniquet on it and the ambulance come, and uh, they, they call the SWAT team in and everything.
1: Wow. That and, is incredible.
2: And then uh, when I was laying on the lawn, years later, I find out, just a couple years later, I find out, guess who walks by? He's a Hall of Famer. Who? Uh, Chris Chulios. Oh, okay. And I was laying on the lawn bleeding, and he said, is that Bill Goldthorpe? And I didn't who, even know. Who,
4: who went by, Chris Chulios? Yes.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So yeah. this was uh, how,
1: when, what year was that? 1980. One. Oh, okay. So Chelios was playing. He was in just finished his first year junior. Okay. And uh, Moose Jaw. Okay, and he's and he was in San
2: Diego. Well, he lived he, there. He lived yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, his family lived there. Had oh him. wow. Right, yeah.
3: They moved from Chicago to San Diego. Okay. And he was he was living there. So he just finished his first year junior and. He, he was told, anyway, it was a legendary enforcer or whatever. Yeah. It was a guy who was actually lying there who had been in this altercation whatever. And years later, <laughs> he said it was a conversation with Marty McSorley, if I'm not mistaken, because yeah. we have that in the book. And I asked Marty about it when I was just with him, just with Marty in Philly about six weeks ago for a flyer alumni event. And uh, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, Chelly told me that. He walked right by wow. and saw all the commotion, all the paramedics there trying to... And the same detective, wasn't it? Who came to your shooting? Wasn't the same guy? <laughs> well, he,
2: he, no, he came to the house. Oh, he came to the house. Yeah, because I, I only stayed in. I only stayed in the hospital till they sewed me up. And
1: how, and how many stitches, Goldie? Over three hundred. Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> in your fucking arms. Yeah. Yeah. That's my crazy. tricep. Yeah. Like getting bit by a shark.
3: Well, the guy's trying to stab him in the chest. Yeah. You know. Gets his arm up, then grabs a knife.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, right. Had stitches all over the place. Yeah, that's, that's like a pincushion.
1: That's wild. And it's such a small world. The hockey community really is such a small world for for something like that. That Chris Chelios to be popping by while that's going Freak, on. Freakish coincidence, isn't that, isn't that weird? Well, we've got yeah, a
3: few well. unbelievable coincidences in the book. That one, of course, is from a, the back end of a violence a uh, very violent story. Like that chapter itself. It's chapter ten. I call it "Violence Comes to Gold" because we detail both of those, which mm-hmm. are the two worst things, and by far, obviously, that happened to him: shooting and stabbing. But. Uh, uh, to me, in my view, it's 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 uh, aside from everything else, Chapter Ten is a slam dunk reason why it'll be a movie. There's there's you, right, know, you can't get the you
4: fuck you, out of San Diego.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you did, right? You got the hell out of San Diego, I think. After yeah. that, Goldie, right?
2: Well, I kept bodybuilding and then. it wasn't that long after I moved to New Brunswick.
4: Yeah, mm. you know, in California is like I don't know, but I would assume like bodybuilding wise is probably like. Yeah, place to be in the world,
2: right? Oh yeah, for sure, it's the mecca of the world.
1: Especially in the eighties when it was starting yeah. to blow up, right? Yeah,
2: right. No, it was good there. And cha-
1: you're see chapter ten is the.
3: It's chapter ten. It's called "Violence Comes to Goldie." Okay, so that's and, the- yeah. I detail those stories. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty much we've pretty much covered them off here. There's awesome. a little bit more detail on them in there, uh, in, in so much as just to provide some just the background of what was going on. But uh, he pre- he pretty much covered them off there. But nice. I, I I just think that they. I, I there isn't certainly not another hockey player. I mean, like Spinner Spencer got shot and killed. You know, yeah, bano yeah, yeah. went to jail and died in jail with drugs. And you know, the guys that were recipient of of obviously some things for sure. And you mm-hmm. go back, Tony Demers played in the '40s. He killed a guy later on.
1: And yeah, went even to jail Link and Gates doesn't have these type of like yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got a pretty wild story too, but mm. it's for sure. But it's for not sure like, he does. not with like well, not not not, guns not, and,
3: not the quantity mm-hmm. and and not something that has you know Goldie and I were just talking about Dave Schultz coming in here because I've, I've gotten to know Dave a little bit the last few years. I've been doing a bunch of events for Flyer Alumni, oh, cool. which he always attends, obviously. And, and you know, yeah. his story, it, it, I mean, his his rep has who he was yeah. in the league. You, you can never dismiss it or take it away. It is what it is. They played in three straight finals. They won two cups. He, he did what he did, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, his name is synonymous with that time and the Broad Street Bullies. Yes. But his story is so radically different than Goldie's. You yeah, know? Exactly. Uh, Dave Schultz will sit here right now and tell you he's never been in a bar fight. It was out uh,
1: on Ever. the ice. He was wow. he was wild, you know, but off ice, it was a little never bit more. in a street
3: fight, never in a bar fight. He was picked on as a kid. You know he was he was abused. He had different things that happened to him. You know when he was six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah. You know, not so much that colored him per se, but I mean, he's just such a radically different story. Mm-hmm. And and uh, it just to me, it just lends more credence to. Look, let's put it this way: the '70s were the most violent decade in hockey history, mm-hmm. and Goldie was the most violent athlete in the sport. I think and, that's safe and, to say that's that's just dead. It. It, it the but everything else stops and ends with that statement right there as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. and what you said tyler right at the very start of all this is for the first time ever everything now is known about this guy or certainly it's 80 percent thing. of it anyway yeah. you know yeah we have some documentation because all everybody has is rumors hearsay innuendo exaggeration mixed in with a little bit of truth yep Police reports and newspaper accounts.
1: Yeah, this is the first time a piece of hockey history has been chronicled. This is a, yeah. you know, you're obviously a, a prominent figure in, in hockey he, he, that people he know is about.
3: Because of this, this shirt that I'm holding up here, you know, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a Minnesota but, Fighting St. sweater. You know, that's, awesome. that, that, the, uh, that's that sweater, and it's signed by all the oh, actors from Slapshot. That's cool. You know, th- that's the connection. That's why we titled the book The Real Logie and the Life and Legend of Goldie Goldthorpe, because he is the real guy. That so many, so many people love that movie, and rightfully so. It's a big such a big part of our lives. But, uh, you know, and what you said, John, right at the, right at the start Goldie knows, we know, uh, you guys know, the hockey guys know. Yeah. But there's so many people who don't know that's right. that there was a real guy. Well, now you right. do. You,
1: That's the like, best. It was, such, cause it, it was such a.
4: It seemed like such a ludicrous character coming off the I, like, I thought he was in jail. Like that whole yeah. moment. It was just a, a snippet of the movie. Um, yeah, so much more uh, into the, the whole story. So much more interesting. Uh, I got a quick question for you. Is, is there that shirt that you guys said the jail tour? Is that for sale anywhere?
2: Yeah, I, I don't have any meet up right now, but I'll have some. I'll have some work In printed. Nice. Cool.
4: I wanna, I wanna buy one. Know, yeah,
2: we'll be buying. And
4: um, and then, you know, and I was just thinking about, you know, you said the the shirt that was autographed. Man, I was, I feel like there's oh, the jersey.
1: Guys, yeah, them. hold it up for the cameras so they can we'll hold that up. So uh, the guy Tyler Shazma's here filming, and uh, he's got the. We got <laughs> all the names on that.
2: <laughs> and there's a uh, Doug Doug the Smith right there. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. He, yeah, he signed, he signed it. That's before he ever did the movie. Oh, very cool. I met him in and All right, right on. Yeah. That's great. Look at all the guys.
3: I mean, it's un- it's unbelievable. The Sparkle Twins are on there, the two girls, right? Remember? <laughs> yeah. the fan Club.
2: And- Yvonne's over here Danny somewhere.
3: By, there's a, yeah, there's Denny Lemieux right there. Denny Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? You suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got Billy Charleboy.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah he, 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 he was the one that got the black eye and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's great. They're all on there. There's a bunch, a bunch of them anyways. All the boys. Uh, real names, uh, stage names, everything.
1: I think it's awesome uh, uh the forward, uh, sorry, the forward was by uh, Bob Costas, but I was. Re- the, oh, Nancy Dowd does something too, right? Yeah, this, so we got
3: Nancy's words from an introduction she she uh, did of Goldie at a sports celebrity dinner here in Toronto, and Angus Glen, of course, in two thousand and nine. That's not that long ago. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, we took her words and and what she what she wrote and said about him in front of that massive crowd in two thousand and nine, and they're in the book, and Bob Costas is forward. I defy anybody to tell me <laughs> when you've seen another forward like this. Yeah, yeah. Written by the most decorated uh, broadcaster, yep. sports broadcaster in arguably North American history, wrote a four-page, twelve hundred-word forward that is that is uh, poignant. Uh, it's comedic. Yeah, it's a it's it's a little bit sad. Yet it's so passionate and so supportive of Goldie. Uh, personal It's so personal Because mm-hmm. they spent that year together Yeah, he
1: was on the He was the team writer for the, uh, the
2: No, the sport uh, uh, announcer, Play-by-play announcer Play-by-play Yeah, yeah. It's for, Amazing forward Amazing wow. Wow. That's And, and I,
4: uh, I really look forward to the whole of the copy agreement um, And we'll definitely You know, plug in
3: If uh, we can plug where it's where you can get it Absolutely it'd, it'd be great Yeah, if yeah you Where, mind, where can we get all this stuff, guys? Well so We're we're direct selling online Through the publisher which is burnstownpublishing.com dot So it, it's it is a little lengthy, but it's all one word. Burnstown yeah, publishing.
4: It, we'll, we'll put a link on yeah. Link yeah. If you
3: could. could, that'd be great, guys. And uh, burn, burnstownpublishing.com dot They have all the covers on that. On that, it's just a one page, and you go on there. And our book cover is pretty easy to find, and uh, you mm-hmm. just click on it, and, and anybody anybody would like to can uh, certainly just follow the prompts, and you can order it up from there. It's thirty dollars and and shipping, and away you go.
1: Perfect. And when you get those those shirts, just let us know. We'll link to that too. Okay. That's great. And uh, I have one one more question before we we uh, wrap things up here. Uh, who? I, I don't want to go. Oh you? <laughs> 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 hey, you can stay. We. <laughs> we uh, do you have any beer? <laughs> we might have to get some, eh? You got any? Fill- <laughs> yeah. if, if there is there, who's the one player that if uh, that you played against that you had maybe unfinished business with? If you ran into him today, you'd want to take a poke at him, or if you ran into him in a men's league game or something, had to. Ah,
2: uh, I don't have that mean streak no more. I like a, mm. like, like I, I don't like a like everybody knows I don't Mm. like Paul Stewart so if I had like if if I seen him I'd I'd call him yeah but uh, but that'd be it yeah just just, like there there wasn't that many assholes in hockey
1: yeah it was Uh, different
2: my whole career maybe probably three guys I don't like right I never got along with and uh, one I got treated for and he owned a donut shop he owned a couple Tim Hortons in Toronto and I when I went in as Tim Hortons, he was behind the counter, and he offered me a free coffee and the door, and I said no, and I walked out, and I would never go back there. Oh, shit. And the other one's Stewie. I don't like him at all. It's just, uh, he never has nothing good to say about anybody. Not just me, but, I mean, he talks. He talks like he cleaned the world up. <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's interesting, though, that for... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to reopen old wounds. I just, I just, I just think... Well, he sure as hell did two years ago. Oh, he, he came at you on Twitter? Is that what he happened? He came, I mean, came we, at Goldie. We just had Goldie. Paul on on the podcast as well, yeah. so we were talking about this off the uh, the thing, but yeah, so he came at Goldie on... Uh, yeah,
3: and I don't have no idea still to this day what... Pro- well, he was doing a list of, of uh, the toughest guys in, in WHA history because okay. he, he played there, and he said absolutely one man who will not be on that. List is Goldie Goldthorpe, and then it started from there, and it was about a six or seven thing tweet after that. And keep in mind, I, I had Paul on my show; he did a great yeah. interview, yeah, yeah, a great interview. And and we 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 talked, uh, you know, a few times, and I probably had him on my show three, four times. Of course, I hadn't met Goldie yet; none mm-hmm. of this had happened. The book none, wasn't even, you know, not even a thought of. I didn't really know that much about him behind, you know, behind the scenes. to more and more. Well, I couldn't believe it, because then I had met Goldie. By this point, I just had met Goldie. Okay. And I went, you know, I started to put some tw- stuff on Twitter mm-hmm. that I had met him, and then he's teeing off on him, going, is, is, is that in response to... To you? I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, and I didn't know what the hell, and I messaged Goldie, and I said, have you talked to Paul Stewart recently? Like, he is going off on Twitter on you, and he said, no, I haven't talked to that guy in years. So I still don't know. Interesting. You know, what, uh, I think what it was, somebody said something that you should have Goldie Goldthorpe on, on any list yeah. you're going to put there. And then that, and, like, and that, like. Because they did have that confrontation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Stuart's story in the book is radically different than what we have, so it is in, what it is.
2: In the game, they have a, a, a box set of hockey cards. Okay. And they got the 25 toughest guys in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm on that list. I'm the only guy who never played in the NHL. Oh, that's... It's only on
1: I
3: got that story in the book. And that's legit. You can go online right now and look it up. You you can can, look it up. It's all online.
2: You can buy the... You can still buy the hockey cards.
3: In fact, they did two sets, two separate sets, uh, totaling something like 40-plus enforcers. Yeah. Every single one of them played in the NHL, except for one guy. Wow. Goldie Goldthorpe. The only guy that they picked...
1: That's awesome. So, that, let, I mean, to be let, to be considered because, sorry, John, go ahead.
2: I'm sorry. Did you and Paul fight on the ice? No, we fought in the street. Oh, can you please share that? Well, wasn't much to share. He turtled. I bit him in the back. Oh. <laughs> we went back, went back in the bar, and had a few drinks. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so you square up outside? And it was just.
1: That you guys just had personalities that clashed. Well, he was a and, big mouth, like
2: and the, everything was f- for him, like mm-hmm. like I, a lot of guys didn't like him. He's f- from Boston, not because Boston has big mouths, but this guy from Boston sure did. And he just and uh, we he was mouthing off in the bar, and I didn't like him anyway. a I just got there from Denver in World Hockey, and uh, I just said, "You want to go outside?" And he said, "Yeah, let's go." Went outside, squared up, down he went. He, I don't even think Stewie even threw a punch. Like he, wow. And then uh, I, he I, he turtled, so I pulled his shirt over, his shirt up, and he had his back there, so I bit him in the back. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> take,
2: uh, but, uh, I didn't know how long it would take me to get back in the bar before I could finish my burger.
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And
3: then uh, Stewie writes in his book is he said that he went to the owner, Mister Matthews, because he he he. I wasn't there, so uh, you know. But this, I saw what he wrote, and he he says that Goldie kept coming after him uh, the next day in practice, and and that and uh, so he went to Mister Matthews and told, basically went and you know tattled and said, hey, this guy's coming after me, do something about it. He said Mister Matthews talked to Goldie, and Goldie left him alone. Is what he wrote in the book.
2: Mm-hmm. Never, <laughs> so. never even happened. Jimmy Matthews, he bought me and Mavin, paid us our, our Romanian WJ contract was like twenty grand. Yep. Big yeah, big money. Brought Stewie and and paid him two hundred and fifty dollars a week. And there were and, and, Matthew, and He thinks he's squealing on me. Matthew would got rid of him first.
1: Yeah, he didn't have the contract, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he would have got rid of him because he could hardly skate then.
1: Okay. And so, so, I mean, I, I just think that goes to say a lot, though, that there's only three guys that you would, you know, it says a lot about the game of hockey. It says a lot about, about you and, and just uh, the code of, uh, you know, hockey, you leave it on the ice, and, and there's a lot of, um, I think that still carries on to this day. Most people keep it on the ice, and sometimes you do, you know, having played 10 professional years or nine. You know,
2: you remember that time when uh, at the end of the game when uh, Milan Lucic told uh, Weiss, yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill you. Next year, I'm going to get you. Yeah, and they made it such a big thing out of that. Mm-hmm. We did that every day, walking from the dressing room to the bus, telling the yeah. other team, "We're going to pound you." Yeah, yeah. You wait till I, you get. I, you, I, we see you outside the rink. We're going to pound you. And I'll tell you a funny story. I don't know how good. A, like I don't. I wasn't there, but I heard it from a guy. Larry Maverty was there. But uh, S- Stewart did that to Rick Josio. Okay. Jorgio knocked him out reading right the street.
1: And Giorgio was a tough, he was a tough player back yeah, in the day too. Like yeah. if you look, look him yeah. up, you'll know.
2: Yeah, he was. My, he he waited for Jorgio to come out and get dressed and come out, and he he had no idea how tough Jorgio was.
1: And this at the arena. At the arena, so, yeah. Okay, and so Jorgio and, and so, Stewart had it out.
2: Well, we didn't have much out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's funny the eh? way in his book, it probably doesn't even bring that up.
3: I uh, thought I don't know. Yeah. I I've, I only uh, read. I only got privy to the section where he wrote about you, and and that's what he said, and. You know, we just, but it, it is yeah, exactly. it, it is what
1: it is. So there's two very interesting hockey books, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that are out. I, I mean, we, about that. You, about just that heard, you
3: just heard Goldie tell you a story about how he didn't know a guy was a lefty and caught him with a great shot. You just heard we got another story in the book where a guy uh, got got good shot in on Goldie and broke his nose. We 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 have that in there. Yeah. I mean. We don't purport that this guy is a combination of uh, of John Ferguson and Nick Fatu and Bob Probert and George Larock and you know we just he he just and so are you Goldie and and you played your role and you did your thing did you do it uh, obviously at a different level than the overwhelming majority who ever wore skates in the history of the sport yes and then what you did off the ice different than anybody else who did play the sport yes that's my contention that's why I took two years out of my life yeah I didn't have to do this. I took 2 years out of my life. That's how strongly I believe in this in this story and this project.
2: 2 years and 40 years on his liver. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well we kind of feed off each other that way a little bit <laughs> the, the jail tour is starting up again hey boys we have, we have remarked that we've been remarkably lucky that we haven't gotten anything but, well, but it, uh, we like our but pints we like but, our pints
2: but the first tour we went on I thought it was a rock star I just about died
3: <laughs> I was 15 sucked. days 11 gigs 4 cities uh, you know and he crisscrossed the country 4 times to do mm-hmm. it and then we were, we were in every mode of transportation possible and we were in every bar possible well. and and, and uh, you know, we sold over 1,500 books at that time. Wow. It was very successful. There's interest in this for sure. There's a cult following because of the movie.
2: Tell me tell where, where we're going in Ottawa.
3: <laughs> we're doing a Canadian first. I know we're way over time, guys. That's, but no, that's all we're, good. We're, we're, we're doing a Canadian first. I've checked with all the publishers. It's never been done in the history of this country, in the history of publications. We're doing a book signing at a strip
1: joint. There you go.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the Bear Facts in Ottawa, owned by Phil Benavoglio on Saturday, June 22nd. Nice. are going to have Goldie Goldthorpe, Liam McGuire, their new book, The Real Ogie. We're going to have a great buffet and 27 continuous dancers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thanks Let's, for having me. Hey, thanks
4: so, mu- <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for having me. I know you guys for- are doing strip clubs. Let me see- and I can line up down here in
3: the street. Yeah, just as soon as Goldie's okay to across the border, man. We're coming, John.
1: <laughs> right on. Honestly, guys, thanks so much for coming in and being part of our, our podcast. Uh, it's a, an honor to meet you and, and to meet you as well. It's just been uh, nice just such a riveting Absolutely. story and we really hope that uh, our listeners uh, check out this book. You're going to want to check it out. I mean, you heard heard the stories here but there's a, a whole lot more in the book.
3: Barely scratches. the surface. Yeah,
1: and, and this is just the, the starting point but uh, yeah, it's just a, an honor to have you on and uh, I think everyone Everyone's going to really enjoy the book and enjoy this episode. Uh, you can check. Yeah, uh, Liam Coley, thank you so much. Great, okay, appreciate what's that. What's the uh, the Twitter handle? Do you? Or my, the,
3: yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm I'm uh, at Liam's Hockey. At okay. Liam's underscore Hockey. Okay. If you Google my name, I'll come up. You can't miss me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Just punch in my name. Half the country has my cell number. So just <laughs> uh, just uh, you can find me on social media. Anybody who messages me, I'll, I'll, I respond to
1: everybody. Awesome. And and they can get the book again. the Burns
3: burnstownpublishing.com
1: burnstownpublishing.com and thanks so much guys for listening to uh, Fight Stories check us out on social media we're uh, Fight Stories Podcast on Instagram at Fight Stories Pod on Twitter and you can check out John and I you'll find us e- very easily um, subscribe to our Patreon uh, patreon.com slash Fight Stories thanks so much for supporting the podcast guys and we're very very excited to bring these type of episodes to you but this is one of a kind thanks so much guys and thank you. have a great You're day
3: thank you Thank you, fellas.